give the worship round of applause and praise to God for his goodness. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being here this morning, and I I hope you're ready and your heart has softened to to hear the word of God this morning. Certainly not my words, but the words of God. And as before we begin, I know there's been a lot of things. You look at the news and all of these storms that are happening around the world. I just want to take a moment, a silence maybe, or a time of just lifting those up, those in the Carolinas and and that whole coast and just all the things that they they are going through. And we know many of you who've who've lived in Hawaii, you know what it's like. Yeah, what it's like to have gone through, who going, who's going through a, a hurricane or a typhoon in the Philippines right now. Many of you have families or relatives that you know of that, that are going through right now. So if you could please join me, I just would like to offer a prayer for those who are dealing with a lot of things, even Maui right now. Father God, we thank you that we can always turn to you and and talk to you about what's going on in our lives, in our world, in our community. And right now, Lord, around the world is is storms and hurricanes, and right now our hearts goes out to the communities, individuals, families who are going through a lot in in the, the, the coast of Carolinas and all that area, Lord, in the cities who's been devastated with flood and and just uh, structures being blown and and certainly lives that were lost. And so, Father, be with the families who's been um, affected by it, Lord, and certainly we lift them up to you. And those who are in the Philippines, the northern part of the Philippines right now, and wherever the the typhoon is heading, we just pray right now that your your overpower, Lord, that you will take care of everyone. You are our amazing God and who is in control of everything. So we lift them all up to you. Thank you, Lord, for our time together this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone says, amen, amen. Well, we are still in our sermon series titled, Peeled, God's Life Revealed in Us. As we are studying the, the, the book in Galatians, the chapter 5, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And so if you've been listening on our podcast or you've been coming to church, I'm just going to ask you, how is your fruit bowl? How's your fruit salad going? Is it tasting a little bit more each week? Because today there's going to be one more taste that's going to be added to your fruit bowl, your fruit salad bowl this morning. And I hope that you're ready for it. Last week we, we read it together. And I want us to read together the verse that we are just been camping on and banking on in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. It's on the screen. Let's go ahead and read it together with conviction. Read it. Okay, here we go. Ready? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Amen. Amen. See, as we have gone through the fruit of the Spirit and continue to do so this morning, I still want you to, I still want to emphasize to each and every one of us that as God's Spirit lives within us, as God's Spirit lives within you, and as we choose to allow God to work in our lives, you see, God produces the qualities like love, like joy, like peace, like patience, kindness, goodness, and the list goes on. And today is faithfulness. They are what God creates. 
what God produces, the qualities in us. And church, it is not of our own work, not of our own work, but the work of God, the grace of God, the creation of God within us through the Holy Spirit as we live by the Spirit. We need to keep that in mind. Let me show you a picture on the screen. Does anybody know what this picture is? Old Faithful. How many of you have been to Old Faithful by show of hands? Old Faithful is a, it's called, it's a geyser in Yellowstone National Park. It was named at one time, it was named um, at one time called Eternity's Time Peace. What it is, Old Faithful, they call it Old Faithful because it keeps on, it's, it faithfully erupts regularly on, on its own time, maybe 40 minutes at a time. It just comes on over 40 minutes, and it stays on for a long time. It really is interesting to me that sometimes nature is more faithful, like the old faithful, more than we are. Isn't that something? But I also, just the other day or the other month, I went to the store, and I bought a, a, a card. And, and in this Hallmark card section, I, there was a card that it just... I noticed, and it says, I can't promise you forever, but I can promise you today. I thought about that, and that's just about as deep a commitment as some of us are willing to make. It doesn't happen, when you think about it, it doesn't happen so much anymore that couples or marriages remain married for 40 to 50 years or more, right? But this morning, I just want to say, and I know someone says that it is a bring your parent to church month kind of thing, because my parents are actually here. They're sitting right there. They're visiting from the big island for the weekend. Because you see, Matt brought his, his, his mom last week, right, if you were in church. But this, I do want to shout out to my parents, goes out to them. They've been married for 48 years. Yes. So thank you for your commitment, your, your loyalty and love for each other. And I, I know we t- as we talk about faithfulness, it requires commitment. And for those of you who are married longer than 40 or 50, yes, awesome. It requires commitment, sacrifice, and loyalty. That's, in other words, that's faithfulness. And so this morning, we come to the seventh trait of, uh, of what Paul calls the fruit of the Spirit, and it's faithfulness. Will you turn to someone, your neighbor, and say faithfulness? Faithfulness. faithfulness. You see, faithfulness is a very important subject in the Bible. In the, in the New Testament alone, it is m- mentioned, the word faithful and faithfulness, about 56 times. And in the Old Testament, it, is, it occurs about 95 times. It's not mentioned once. It surely is mentioned more. So that means it speaks loudly of its importance and need in our spiritual life. A quality, both to the people of God who depend on God's faithfulness. And, to, and in the people of God as his people, that's us, who are to be faithfully Asking and God to model it for us to a world, think about the world that we live in, to where it's too often that faithful or faithfulness does not exist. You see, it's not a common word. Faithfulness is not a common word anymore. 
You see, it is defined, and let's define what faithfulness is. It is defined, it is a word that is, it's, it's kind of translated similar to faith. It is our faith, church, listen to this. It is our faith in the faithfulness of God that enables us to be able to be faithful to him and to each other. It is our faith in the faithfulness of God that enables you and me to be faithful to God and to each other. In Hebrew, the name, the word faithfulness means emuna. I hope I'm saying it correctly, but it means stability. In Greek, it is called pistis, which is reliability or dependability. But there's also another word in Latin, fidelitis. And I want to say, are there any uh, U.S. Uh, Marines, uh, United States Marine in the Marine Corps? Any Marines in the house? Do you have any? Yes. And your motto, and I love it because it says Semper Fidelis. I hope I'm saying it right. Because it says always faithful. Wow. Always faithful. Isn't that interesting? As a follower of Christ, it is required of us to always be faithful. And in Galatians chapter 5, 22, it, the meaning of this, it means trustworthiness or reliability. It means as faithfulness is, it includes trusting God and remaining loyal to him in his word. Because you see, without faithfulness to God, there can be no Christian life. Christianity is based first on the faith that God is, and then through Christ Jesus, we can be forgiven and are saved. Our faithfulness is a commitment to obey the one God, the one God who is true and who is the supreme and who keeps his promises completely, and he keeps it and keeps it no matter what. Faithfulness seems to be a quality today that is not highly regarded in our culture. It isn't in style. It isn't cool. But today, if something isn't working, I don't know what you do, but you don't keep it. You dump it, and you move on to the next thing, don't we? If, if one job isn't the greatest, what do we do? We, we quit and we find something else. If a relationship, even marriage, isn't meeting all your dreams and your desires, Get out and find something else that makes you happy. If something breaks, most of the time it isn't worth it to fix it. We just get rid of it and buy a new thing. Church commitment seems temporary. Seems to last only if it's working for me. When things get difficult, what does our world tell us? It tells us to cut it and run as quickly as you can. Our world needs more of faithfulness than we ever needed it. Won't you agree? In the world where everything seems so tentative, uncertain, temporary, uncommitted, I think we each need people around us who exhibit the fruit of faithfulness, the fruit of not giving up. I call this the fruit of stick-to-itiveness. Sticking to it. Sticking to it and the fruit of being able to be trusted. Faithfulness is a quality, an attribute of God 
It is one that is highly praised in scriptures. And many times the scripture tells us of God's faithfulness to us. I like what Deuteronomy 7, 9 says. And maybe you could read it with me in in the screen. It says, I want to make sure you're awake to start off with. Here we go. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. The faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. God who keeps, he's faithful. First Peter 4.19 tells us that God is the faithful creator. Lucky we live Hawaii, don't we? Look around you. The rainbow, the mountains. You see God's creation. He is our faithful creator. How about 2 Thessalonians 3.3? It says that the Lord is what? Faithful who will establish you and keep you from evil. I like what 2 Timothy tells us. If we are faithless, he remains what? Faithful. He cannot deny himself. Even, church, when we fail God. How many times have you failed him? I certainly have. But God, this is what he says. Even when we fail God, he will not fail us. Amen to that. And Lamentations 3, 22, 23, one of my favorite, that talks about how great is his faithfulness. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassion, never fail. They are new every morning. And church, what is it? Great is your faithfulness. The greatest example of faithfulness is God himself. He himself. God is also faithful when we face temptations. Paul writes, no temptation has overtaken you except as is common to all humankind. But God is faithful. There it goes again. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. With temptation, God always provides a way of escape. We do not always choose the way of escape, though. And we fall into sin. But even that, even when we sin, what does he tell us? Scripture tells us God is faithful. Are you getting this? That we serve a God who is faithful. Who, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. He will forgive us of our sins. God's faithfulness means to us that he is trustworthy. He is dependable. He doesn't change. He is the same when Yesterday, today, and forever. He is solid as a rock. All his words in the Bible and scripture is trustworthy. And he keeps his promises. God is faithful and his faithfulness is his nature. And and today I praise and thank God for his faithfulness in my life. It was about, I would say, many, in my teenage years, I I made a commitment. God called me to officership, to serve him as an officer of the salvation, as a young teenager, about 14 years old. But I know I was too young, so I needed, I wanted to go to school and, and graduate and get a degree. And so it was about that time when I graduated, I said, Lord said, it's time. Whatever's happening in your life right now, it's, it's time to go. So it was about time I left Hawaii. Went on to California to our seminary and talk about God's faithfulness. Got through that two years of seminary, and Lieutenant probably will know. She's gotten there, got that two years, but God is faithful. 
After seminary major and I got married and we got our first appointment. As an officer, you get commissioned and sent out. If you're in the military, you know what that means. You get sent out, no choice of your own. Trusting God, but God was faithful. We were stationed in Santa Rosa, California, serving the Lord, loving it, and God was faithful because he gave us Makaya. His faithfulness was through all of it all. And God says, I'm not done with you yet, Debbie. I'm going to send you and your family to Portland, Oregon. There, God was still faithful. And I'm not saying there were no problems, but God was faithful through it all. And he gave, he gave us Gabby in Portland. From there, our family was complete. And he says, I'm not done. I'm sending you to Denver. I'm sending you to Denver. And we're like, okay, we're follow, we follow. We need to be obedient. Got to Denver. God says, I'm not done with you yet because I'm sending you back home. And home is Hawaii for me. And wow, God's faithfulness has gone through each of my journey in life. And even before this, to where having been here and placing me to a beautiful place, a place where there's people that have loved me, and through God's faithfulness, he has shown me his faithfulness from each and every one of you. Has he been faithful to you? And you know what, what I'm talking about. And we can give him praise and honor for that. But through all of that, church, God has taught me. God has taught me to say, I'm faithful to you, but guess what, Debbie? I need this quality in your life to be reproduced. So faithfulness has been my journey in life, to be faithful to him in times of difficulties and and struggle or good times. Faithfulness. You see, church, as a follower of Christ, he wants us to be like him. He wants you to be like him. And we're like, no, God doesn't want me to be like me. You should see what I do, what I'm like. But he still takes you as you are. We just need to be obedient. To be faithful is to do what is right all the time. Not just part of the time or whenever I want it. But God wants us to be consistent in the way we live our lives. God wants us to be faithful to what he has called us, what he has called you to do right now where you are. God wants to see our faithfulness. God wants to see your faithfulness, and it is only through the Holy Spirit that faithfulness can be produced in your life. So church, the question is, if he wants each of us to live a life of faithfulness, is how can I develop then that faithfulness in my life, in your life? And as a believer, God uses numerous areas of our lives to to build and develop faithfulness in us. And I just want to cover several of them this morning. And this is to just start us off. Let me ask you this. And I can just say the statement that life throws curveballs, doesn't it, in our lives? Life throws curveballs. What kind of curveballs have I been having lately? I'm not a softball or baseball player, but suddenly I'm feeling the balls. Those hits. We end up in bad situations. Our lives do not look like the way how we envision it. We are so good, I want it to just go this way, but somehow God says, no, this way, or this way, but whatever it is. You see, maybe our marriage, our relationship is failing. Our health, our finances is declining. For those of you who are in school, I don't want to remind you, but maybe this has been a tough year for you. It's been a tough year for you. Maybe work is not quite the same. So church, what then? 
Maybe you have been praying and praying for the circumstances and there has been no change at all. Life is hard. The struggle is real. But can I tell you this morning that James tells us this? And I want us to say it. And I hope you don't mind me asking you to read it. Because together, we can hear each other. Let's read James 1, 2 to 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, this whole storm thing going on in our, in our state, has been, has, as I was working on this sermon, it just brought to mind the storms. Uh, you talked about Storm Lane. We had some good couple days off, right? How about Storm Miriam, Storm Olivia that just got, was just right over us and all of these things. But doesn't it feel like our life is full, full of storms? The storms of life. And can I just be upfront and honest that there's been many storms in my life, but there was one storm that I would say about a year ago that just came all of a sudden. And I, I don't know about you, but storms, they give you a heads up that it's coming along the way. It's coming in the next two hours, one hour. But this storm didn't come with a warning. It just, boom, right there. It, it shook my faith. It shook the way what I was thinking. And that storm really took a toll in some way or form. But the, the winds and the flooding of that storm took a lot. At times, my, my conversation with God really was tough. There were times, okay, God, I give this to you. But sometimes it was like, no, this is not working. When is this going to end? When will the, the wind or the rain, because it's flooding me out right now. I feel like I'm swimming and I can't get out of this, this flood. I just need, sometimes treading on that water could be tough, rough at times. But reaching out to God was one of the only things that I did. But still, even in those reaching moments, I just felt like I can't do this anymore. And one time, just, I think, I believe God just slapped me on the head and said, you know what, Debbie? Remember what life was like that I have been faithful to you. You know that I'm here for you. Why can't you just trust me? Why can't you just, just allow, allow yourself to be faithful to what I have been I'm doing in your life? Yeah, life is hard right now. You want an answer or a, a solution to this storm that you're dealing with, but guess what? I just want you to hang in there and be patient and steadfast and be faithful and trust me. And the interesting thing is that my life verse has been Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it dawned on me, it's like, that's why I gave you the life verse. Because it is one that's going to sustain you, that's going to help you through your struggles. It says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust me with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to me. Acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Church, the struggles, the, the storms in our life helps us to become faithful. Helps us to draw near to God and produce that faithfulness that he wants from us. And I hope you're getting that because life is gonna be, life struggles will be there. Whether you like it or not, they will come. But the thing is this. There's another way that he, he increases and produces faithfulness in our life is this. Faithfulness is produced in us by being connected to God. 
connected. So can you imagine when you're going through your life struggles and storms, he says, connect with me. I would like you to, to picture right now in your mind an apple tree. Apple tree doesn't stand alone in the middle of an orchard and says, now, how do I develop apples? No. An apple tree produces apples because that's what healthy apple trees do. How about us as followers of Christ? We're not asking, how do I do? You know what? God is, has already asked us. He wants us to produce it. There's no analyzing or trying to figure out and create a plan. It's already given to us right now. This is how you produce faithfulness in your lives. Jesus even told his disciples before he went to the cross, he tells them, remain in me and I remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Jesus says that being spiritually connected is like being attached to the vine. You're not going to have any fruit, fruit in your life or any protectivity in your life if you are out there on your own. You've got to stay connected to Jesus. How many of you are, uh, like, consider yourself green, have green thumbs that you can take care of a plant and it will blossom like it will? No one? Okay, some of you. Maybe the rest of you are like me, brown thumb? I kill plants. I do. I don't, they don't survive. And I'm just reminded by that, that if we are not connected, I, I guess I don't tend to the plant as much as I should. But if we don't tend ourselves to be connected to the branch, we can't bear fruit. Not only that, we lack support. To start and we start to die and weather and, and the productivity is not going to be there. Church, I want to be faithful. Don't you? I want to be fruitful. I want to keep my promises. And faithfulness will be evident when you are spiritually connected. But if you are not seeing yourself growing in faithfulness and other fruit of the Spirit, guess what, church? It means that you are not remaining spiritually connected. Can I, can I just repeat that? If you are not seeing growth in your faithfulness and in the fruit of the Spirit that we're learning, guess what? It means that you're not connected spiritually to God. To detach from the vine is to, 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 to be in our will, doing our own thing. That is so easy and so good, to be doing your own thing and not surrendering to the will of God or to attempt to do something in our own strength. I've been working out. Yeah, I'm strong. I can do this. But no, God wants us to rely on his strength. So church, be aware as you are in this process of being connected to God. Because you see, if you're not, there are diseases that will kill the plant. That will not allow them to produce. And I believe as a believer and a follower of Christ, we have an enemy. An enemy that is going to try to detach you from the vine to disconnect you from the vine. And the enemy will, will give you gossip, bitterness, greed, pride, anger, maybe a busy calendar. I tell you, those are the things, or even a habit that you know that is not of God. Faithfulness is always to be connected to the source. And quickly, I want to go over with you how we need to, how we can be connected to the source so that we can be faithful. 
and living a life of faithfulness. And the first is this, church, that we can stay connected to the source if we are faithful in prayer. Faithfulness in prayer. Doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the, the you have an MBA or whatever, like a master's in prayer, but really it's being communicating to God from your heart. Prayer is one thing that got me through the storm. I've had many prayers every minute to God because I was just not getting it. I feel like that was, but God kept on talking with me. I kept talking to him, and I felt like, whoo, all right, I got this. But it's also the prayers of others in this church. Prayer warriors who've lifted me up. So church, I want to encourage you because what it says in Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Whatever you're going through, pray. Pray and never stop praying. And secondly, this is another thing. And one thing about prayer, though, before I go on, is this verse in 1 Peter 5, 7. One thing I had to learn is this, to give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. My prayer has been, Lord, have you, been, have, you have been so faithful to me. Please find me faithful. Please find me faithful. Faithfulness in prayer is what, how we need to do to be connected. Secondly, we must be faithful in God's word. In God's word. Yes, simple. I've heard it. We've all heard it. But we need to study the word of God. And as I was going through my storm, and you can see the storm has gone on. But what happens when the storm has gone on? The remnants are still happening, right? Things are not. The tail end of that storm is still going and I was still dealing with it. And so somehow, as I am teaching Bible studies, facilitating it, can I just tell you, I don't know about the other ladies in the group, but I was learning so much that God was speaking to me through his word. From Gideon, he's saying, I know you're feeling weak right now, but my strength is perfect in your weakness. The next study was that God was teaching me, yeah, the armor of God, Woo. The armor of God said, I've got all the equipments that you need to fight the enemy that is throwing things at you right now. So the word of God, church, is so needed in our lives. So I want to challenge you because you see in Matthew 24, 35, it says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, my words will never pass away. So I trust that, that, that you are finding yourself to be in a Bible study or an Ohana group that are actually learning the word of God. And I want to encourage you to, to be part of that. Let it be part of your journey because it certainly is what got me through those storms that I have been talking about. Church, faithfulness in prayer, faithfulness in the word gets you connected so that no matter what, you become faithful to God. He will strengthen you and encourage you. Amen. I'm going to call on the worship team to come up. And as they're coming up, I just want to encourage each and every one of us this morning. Faithfulness and faith in God go hand in hand. And you believe what God says, act on it. Know that God is always faithful. Where do you stand this morning? Where are you right now in your life? Ask yourself, am I living a life of faithfulness? Are you? Whether you're a young ch child, you're a teenager or an adult, 
Let's be people of faithfulness. People that is faithful as friends, employees, co-workers, spouses, a husband, a wife, a mom, a daughter. We need to be faithful in all that we do. And we need to stay connected to the vine. Stay strong in your relationship with God. Our world desperately need faithfulness right now. The kind that can only come from the Holy Spirit. So as the worship team sings, they're saying, are you, your heart heavy? Are they broken? I don't know, but only God knows. I don't want you leaving this morning missing the opportunity to start to be committed to being faithful in all your areas of your life. As they sing, we've got family members from our church, brothers and sisters who would be willing to pray with you. Come as the music sings. Go to them and they will lift you up in prayer. The place of altar is right here. And when you come, church, no one is going to pray with you there because we want that to be just you and the Lord. So don't let the enemy say, no, you can't do this. It's not yet time. Please listen to the Spirit. Listen and act on it because this is our time this morning. As Matt continues to, to play the piano, maybe there's couples, there's marriages. If you, I welcome you to visit some of those that are standing on the wall to pray over you, to maybe help you and pray over your marriage. And that's why we're here, church. That's what church is supposed to be, to lift each other up in prayer, to don't miss this opportunity. And I'm going to close in prayer. And if you have a prayer that you want me to lift up, just raise your hand. But I encourage you, we have prayer warriors are here that want to lift you up as well. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you with praises in our hearts for being so faithful to us. And this morning, there are those who are in the altar pouring their heart out to you, and you know them. And there are those still sitting on their seats, still seeking out, Lord, and I know you are everywhere. And so meet their need right now. Thank you for the time that we've had in your word. Thank you for the encouragement that you've given us, how you want us to be faithful. Forgive us if we have been unfaithful to you. Bring us back into to a time in our life right now to where we can start committing with the help of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being our God, for being our Lord and our Savior, and for meeting all of our needs. In Jesus' name and his precious, mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.